Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Hey everybody, this is Kyle V, host of the Ozark Podcast. If you like the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, we have a show for you. We sit down with local outdoorsmen of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma to talk all things hunting, fishing, conservation, history, and culture in the Ozark Mountains region. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts to discuss the pursuits of hunting turkeys, bears, and whitetail, as well as the science behind their conservation. Join me and my co-host Kyle Plunkett every Wednesday and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Buck Report. Uh, this week we're going to do it a little bit different, guys. We're going to be interviewing our buddy uh, Jeff Homan from uh, down in Alabama. Uh, kind of his report coming from his area of Alabama, but also kind of going into some rut tactics for that part of the state. I know uh, you know Alabama right now is getting pretty hot uh, with uh, just rutting activity. We're going to talk to Jeff about you know what he's doing right now to try to you know put the odds in his favor and hopefully be able to repeat what he did last year, killing an absolute you know stud public land buck. But with that being said, Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I hadn't been long, got out of the woods, uh, tried a new spot today and wasn't as good as I thought in the afternoon, but I've been seeing some deer in there, so during the morning times and early afternoon, so maybe that's uh only type of stand it is. 
Well, I understand that. I know you told me earlier when we were texting back and forth that, you know, it seems like you're in the uh, marathon of the season right now. You're telling me you're working third shift and not getting much sleep, especially for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, is that normally your tactic come this time of year? Pretty much everything you're, you're banking on is trying to get out there in the woods as much as possible? Yeah, it's uh, like I say, that right now I'm on third shift. So uh, some mornings I get off work and go straight to the woods and sometimes I come home, go to sleep and turn around and hunt the evening and then go straight to work. So it's uh, kind of bounce around. I, I, I lose about 10 to 12 pounds during this part of the hunt season because I don't eat and I'm just always in the woods. Man, just, just I, yeah, you're chasing them just like a rutting buck right now, losing some body weight, man. That's yeah, it. that's, 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 you know, everybody asking. I'm always in the woods. I, you know, right now, I think I've missed three days, maybe since both seasons started, uh, at least if nothing else, scouting. Now, I've got to ask real quick, and then we'll jump into some of the questions. When you're hunting as much as you do, I mean, are, do you have, you know, 15, 20 different spots you're bouncing around from? Are you hunting certain areas uh, you know on, on multiple sits in a row as long as you have the same kind of wind like what are you kind of doing right now i have about eight or nine spots that i actually bounce around and it depends on the wind which one i'm going to hunt and then also within that same little area i may have multiple trees picked out for different winds just in those areas you know for where the deer's trails are coming in I might hunt one side depending on the wind, or I might hunt the other side. You know, it may be a longer walk, but I just kind of bounce around between all of them. I might sit for two or three days straight in an area, and then I'll move to something else. Not that I'm not coming back. I'm just, you know, I just kind of bounce around so I don't overkill it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's one thing I was just wondering about. You know, every every time I hear somebody that says they hunt that much, I'm like, I just wonder, you know, what is their tactic for, you know, not trying to wear out spots and, uh, you know, how you know, you know, what you're going to be able to do for, you know, the long run since, you know, season is so long. But, you know, it's kind of jump straight into some of these questions. You know, of course, on the Buck Report, we always like to ask, you know, our uh, interviewees, you know, what's really going on with the deer activity? So let's kind of start off with just buck activity in general. You know, with it being the 13th of December right now, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, rut activity or what kind of buck activity are you seeing right now? I mean, are you seeing at all any kind of chasing? Are you seeing any kind of, you know, scrapes popping up? Are you seeing scrapes kind of, you know, dwindling down right now? Uh, you know, what what are you seeing when you're going to the woods as often as you are? In my area in Macon County, I've, I've started seeing uh, a upswing on the amount of bucks I'm seeing on camera. You know, I was kind of getting some of the same bucks. Now I'm getting a few more that I hadn't had on cameras in certain areas. And like I say, there's, I'm starting to see a lot more rubs. You know, you're starting to pick out uh, actual good rub lines, you know, where they're, you can tell the direction he's coming from. They're not so scattered. Scrapes are starting to be worked uh, more often. Some of them, you know, earlier on last week and week before, they were kind of hit or miss. You'd see one that had been worked in a week mm-hmm. and then maybe worked again. But now about every couple of days, they're being worked. Uh, they're, like I said, the tarsal glands are starting to darken up a little bit. And I have one buck on camera that it looked like he was actually winding, you know, trying to wind something downwind from him, and he kind of hit the licking branch and went on about his business. Now, see, that, that's got me excited, you know, saying that, you know, you're seeing an uptick right now, and especially buck activity and just kind of their overall uh, demeanor of what's going on. 
uh, especially I'm actually coming down to Alabama this weekend to do a hunt on another piece of public land. So, you know, in these areas where you have cameras set up right now, have you transitioned cameras over more so over like scrapes and stuff? Or are you still kind of over, uh, you know, major trails? What, what are you doing right now to try to find some of these bucks, especially when you're using cameras? I'm still hitting just the uh, major trails. I really don't ever hardly put a camera over a scrape because, like I say, most activity I see is at night, you know, on the cameras. Mm-hmm. I usually uh, keep them on the trails going or coming from there to feeding areas and bedding areas. But, you know, I'll, I'll go in and put a camera in a spot, leave it there for maybe a week. I'll go and check the camera with my pad and inventory it, save the photos to it, and then I'll pull my camera out and move it to another place because all I'm doing with it is trying to inventory and decide which direction the deer are coming from. And I'm bouncing around, you know, even though I say I'm in the woods a lot, it's sometimes a lot of it's just scouting new areas. Once I scout a spot, I don't. I try not to walk it to death scouting it anymore because I already know what I'm looking for. So them cameras, they get they get moved around a lot. The bungee straps get wore out. Now that seems like that's you know, your major tactic. I don't know. Last time we talked to you on our on our main episode that. You know, that's really what you were kind of focused on is, you know, really running those cameras. Now, when it comes to this time of the year, you know, how often are you running cameras? I mean, are you checking them, you know, like you said, you know, every week, every other week? Are you checking them every few days? And then when it comes to that, what is really what's getting you excited? I mean, of course, I'm guessing daylight pictures of bucks. But, you know, what else are you kind of looking for uh, other than that? All those, uh, right now, I have three cameras out. Uh, I put them all in the locations they're in now. Uh, since the fourth, uh, one of them I've checked once. The other ones I have not checked yet. I figure tomorrow being a rainy day, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow, doing some scouting, and I'll check cameras. But if, if I already know what's on them, you know, pretty much inventory what's in there. I may leave it sit there for two weeks, but if it's a new spot, I give it about three days, and I'll go in and check it. Uh, especially right now, how I'm starting to see more deer on camera, more bucks on camera. I don't feel, feel like I need to leave the cameras in one location as long. Because, like I say, I'm trying to find deer for this year and next year. Okay. Now, you, also, you're talking about, you know, having these cameras over, you know, major trails and stuff to try to get an inventory of what the deer are in the area. Uh, kind of go over again. I know we spoke about this in the last time we had you on, but you know, kind of give us a little rundown of you know where are you, you know, habitat type. What are you trying to look for to find these areas, um, especially when it comes to kind of locating bedding areas and how to be able to hunt around them. Just they're they're real uh, sharp edges. You know where it goes from slick cut to uh, a more open area hardwood, but. Like I say, I'm seeing a little bit more where you have uh, the younger pines, you know, that you can't really you maybe get both your hands around. Uh, and between the two, I'm starting to see a lot more rubs in that area right now. Uh, it's like a double transition, you know what I mean? It, it gives them a little bit of boundary between the select cuts and the hardwoods. They're, they're pushing them pretty good, and I have one particular camera. It's out in the middle of a cutover. I pretty rough area and there's one oak tree in it and they are piling in there every day during the daylight dark it don't matter they 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 run in it very cool now you know kind of give the listeners 
a little piece of advice for this time of the year. You know, if someone's hunting, uh, you know, in your area, you know, central Tennessee or central Alabama, um, you know, what is what, what advice would you give them right now to try to, you know, locate some of these bucks and get ready for when these deer really start pushing? They need to really be looking for edges, you know, uh, goes where you get some of the younger uh, pin oaks or whatever, you you know, those small acorn trees, because they're still going in and feeding on those acorn trees and not the, the biggest ones, but the little small ones that, you know, drop here and there, here and there. And it gives them a little bit more cover in those areas but that's what they need to look for and you know there was a comment made on a a facebook page the other day about not seeing any deer and i think you'd like my comment when i said uh they're behind you 60 yards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know no i saw that that was hilarious and i I knew exactly what you were talking about and it it was just funny to kind of see that guy's reaction and you were like yeah i saw i think you said you saw a couple does or whatever happened that evening and it's just amazing you know how in, in habitat like that you know less than 100 yards should make or break whether or not you're seeing or killing a deer oh yeah it it, it really does make a difference uh earlier in the year when i took that nine point on opening day I, my camera was about 65 yards from there and i never had that nine point on camera and a, another guy that hunts out there had it in a bottom about 125 yards away and he had that deer on camera even during daylight so you know 100 yards makes a big difference because it just may not be where that buck's going. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. And that's, that's that's those edges, you know, especially on that public land being, you know, high pressure. Them deer are staying in the thicker stuff until it's dark, mm-hmm. you know, and they really turn around. If you think it looks good, turn around. Yep. No, you're 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 right about that. Now, what is what do you think is the average, whether he's a public land hunter or maybe a private land hunter, maybe he hunts on a family farm or maybe on a, on a club he just got into or he or she just got into, you know, what do you think the average or the, the most common mistake most people make when they're saying, hey, I'm not seeing deer, you know, what can they do? And you might have just already answered this, but what can they do to, you know, first of all, go find more deer and maybe be able to find, you know, a, a good quality buck that they're maybe chasing? Look for those edges, you know, that I, I say that to everybody that asks me anything, edges. And once you find a few rubs uh, here and there and you can tell where the line is and then you get to a point where you see a bunch of them, stay out of that. You know what I mean? It's because that's where he's, he's bedding or that's he's doing all those at night, but a lot of times I've seen that's closer to the bed. People get in there and see all those rubs. They want to get right on top of it or walk that area to death and it's just it pushes the deer even into the thicker stuff mm-hmm. but they need to make sure they're on the edges old road beds uh, anything in the younger trees where they meet the older trees and that that's where i'm going to be put up at you know that's my suggestion for everybody and anybody that talks to me about hunting that's what i tell them you know turn around just turn around and look at the th- thick stuff and that's where you're going to see your deer mm-hmm now, what time frame is normally, um, you know, I'm not going to say peak breeding or pre- peak rut, but when do you normally see the most chasing going on, you know, in your area? I usually start seeing them uh, first part of January, you know, uh, right after my work shut down. 
you know, so it doesn't help me very much. So I have to take PTO days. But yeah, around January fifth, six is when I start seeing them. You know, kind of pushing the does a little bit more. But again, this year I'm seeing bucks a little earlier, and their tarsal glands darkening up a little bit earlier than I did last year. So I'm thinking that they may be getting started a little bit earlier this year than they have uh, the past couple of years. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I mean, um, I've heard that actually a couple different places. Uh, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Patrick, or not Patrick, Parker McDonald, I can't spell or talk about anything tonight. Um, he hunts northern Alabama, and he actually saw an uptick this year of rutting and chasing activity of older age class deer that was normally that's about two and a half to three weeks ahead of when it normally would happen, and uh, he kind of thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so I wonder if maybe the same thing is happening down there where you hunt, uh, which is something to definitely take note on. Especially I'm going to take note of that this weekend, and uh, definitely going to try to focus on some uh, some big doe bedding areas that I know some deer in there. And maybe try to find me a a cruising buck if I, if I get lucky. Um, so other than you know hunting edges, you know, hunting around and in some of that thicker cover. Uh, Kevin, give us, you know, kind of wrap this up. Give us the one thing not to do, maybe, uh, to, when you're going out there, whether, again, you're hunting public or private land, say you're scouting or something. You know, what's the thing, you know, you recommend people not to do, especially if they're trying to, you know, harvest a big deer? When you go in and you look at a spot, you know, don't walk it to death, especially if you're planning on hunting it that day because – you know, I, I, I've done it this year myself, and the deer bust me before they ever get within shooting range or that I can see. I can hear them, but they're busting me. And, you know, just don't walk to death whenever you find, you know, a spot say, hey, this is where I want to hunt. Go in, put your stand up, and hunt it. Uh, do your scouting a day before. You know, give a little bit of time for your scent to get back out of there. But if you walk to death the day you're going to hunt it, you're going to push them out before they ever get to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, perfect. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on, Jeff, for this week's episode of The Buck Report. Uh, definitely had a lot of good information that I think a lot of people can you know, take home with them and really apply it in their areas. Um, you know, we got some states like Tennessee that's going to be wrapping up in about three weeks, and then you got other states, uh, kind of like Alabama, that's got, you know, two months left almost. So and it's an exciting time. I'm excited to get out in the woods. And, again, Jeff, we hope you have a excellent rest of your season. Hopefully you can get another real big deer on the ground out there on some public land. I'm, I'm hoping I do. Uh, I'd like to say I've got uh, a few that uh, they're going to be hard to let walk. You know, it's going to be a decision time at that. But uh, if they do make it till next year, there's going to be some good ones. Uh, I still hadn't found that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that one that's going to make me spend all my time on them. So, but uh, and hopefully you have some good luck when you come down. Uh, this weekend and hunt down at the I'm, I'm bigger than it's a WMA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate it. Uh, I know Andrew was out there today. He hunted this afternoon. Found a lot of good sign. Uh, possibly find a new uh, a, a new bedding area, uh, doe bedding area surrounded by a possible buck bed uh, that he kind of hunted and saw some good activity. So hopefully. We got there this week and have some good success. So we appreciate that for sure. And definitely, I think me and Andrew, I'm going to make a trip down there. Uh, I think that first week, uh, right after Christmas, that first week of uh, January, I think I'm going to come down there and hunt. Hunt some public land up around. Uh, I know that you hunt and Andrew hunts, and I think we're going to do a little trip down there and uh, see if we can have any luck. I'm excited for it. Well, make sure you uh, holler at me when you get down this way. Uh, 
maybe I'll have uh, a few more good ones on camera, and maybe we can set up on them. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Well, Jeff, once again, we do appreciate you uh, coming on uh, this evening for the Buck Report and hope you have a great rest of your uh, year. And again, we'll stay in touch and definitely have to meet up and uh, do a little filming for the podcast. It's going to be a good time. That would be cool. But thank you, and you have a good rest of your hunt season and uh, good holidays also. All right, guys, and that wraps up this week's episode of the Buck Report. Hope you really enjoyed it. It's always great talking to Jeff and getting his mindset on, you know, how he's killing some of these high-quality public land bucks down in, you know, low Alabama, central Alabama. Um, so I think you can apply it to a lot of places, especially when you have, you know, you're hunting a lot of pines, especially talking, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and then also, you know, Mississippi and Florida. So hope you guys really enjoyed it. Also, make sure you guys are checking out our YouTube channel. We're doing a lot of stuff with that. Uh, always put out new videos. I try to do something every week uh, with just our hunts and stuff. We've got a lot of different gear reviews coming up. I know we've had a lot of people ask us about uh, doing a follow-up video on our uh, Mantis saddle from Tether, along with the silent approach steps. And we've got a couple other things coming out. Also, we're going to do a full-length video on pistol hunting, uh, how to pick certain cartridges, how to pick a certain firearm for you that really fits you and your need. So I hope you're going to enjoy that. I'm sure you will because I know I'm going to have fun talking about it. But uh, once again, guys, let's make sure you stay tuned in to what we got going on. I hope you enjoy uh, this episode we got coming up. It's going to be dropping on Monday. We really do appreciate the support, guys. So make sure you stay safe and have fun this weekend. You guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to, to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that, that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you, whatever the case may be. And like I said, we get a lot of questions on how do you find, you know, a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections. The Mobile Hunters Expo is the place to do that. Y'all heard us talk about it last year, and guess what? This year it's happening in Dalton, Georgia. We're going to be there June 28th through the 30th. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to have a booth. You can come talk to us. We talked to a lot of you guys last year, had a ton of fun. So looking forward to that again. But guys, I'm telling you, this is the place to come network. And there's going to be a ton of you guys there. A lot of Southern Outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually, Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies. So you guys don't miss it. It's June 28th through the 30th. I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast, this is an event you need to be at. Now we'll see you guys at the Mobile Hunters Expo June 28th through the 30th in Dalton, Georgia.